live. This morning we give praise and honor to the Lord our Savior Jesus Christ. We thank and praise God for all of you. We thank and praise God for those that are watching uh, in the community online uh, from every aspect. We're just thankful for that. We're thankful for your presence. We thank you because you so desire to hear what the Lord has to say. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We're very thankful and we are very grateful uh, for your presence. Now, this morning, as uh, for the past uh, couple of weeks, uh, for the past couple of weeks, uh, I were able to um, uh, meditating and, and thinking on what God would have us to, to bring forth. And, of course, in, in me, I'm, he always seems to wake me in the wee hours of the morning, but then that's his choice. Amen. That, that's the Lord's choice. And a couple of weeks ago, I, I couldn't sleep. And so I wrestled and I wrestled and I said, the Lord, I said, what do you want? I, I mean, that's what I said to him. Probably wasn't a good tone, but uh, I wanted to go to sleep. And uh, he didn't see fit for me to go to sleep. And so while I wrestled, eventually it dropped in my spirit. I heard, I heard the word watcher, the watchers. And when I heard the word the watchers, immediately my mind went to the scriptures. And so as, as, as I began to walk through the scriptures and search out what the Lord was saying, there are some things that we need to under, understand when it has to do with watches. And the first thing that, that, that I did was, this is what I did. I began to ask the Lord to teach me about watchers. Now, what you're going to hear today might be go against what you know or what you believe, but it's true. Amen. See, you, you, so there are times when we have to go deeper. We can't always be surface, but there are some things that we have to know. And as we, as we began to uh, begin to search deeper, I asked the Lord to begin to teach me about the watchers because there were some things that I needed to know. So he, 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 he first took me for my scripture reading uh, into the book of Genesis chapter number 6. I want you, you all to, to turn there, but there are some things that I've got to share with you be, before we get to Genesis chapter number 6. Now, the watchers, they are, are the originators of the fallen angels, okay? You can find this information not only in the King James Version and, and talking about in chapter number 6. It helped me to understand chapter number 6 even more. So the Lord takes me to the Apocrypha. He takes me to the book of Enoch. And I began to study because I want to know more about the watchers. I, I want to understand and this is why other day, I think maybe week before last, Minister Tom and Dr. Manley was talking about uh, the Apocrypha. And I started laughing because I knew where the Lord had taken me and what he had me to study and what he was having me to study from. And so I had mentioned to Minister Tom, and he said, well, what, tell me what you're talking about. I said, no, I, you, you will hear it soon. You'll hear it soon, but I, I can't tell you now. But I went to the book of, of, of I went to the Apocrypha. And I went to the book of Enoch, and, and the book of Enoch began to tell me more about the watchers. And when it began to tell me more 
about the watchers, he, um, he began to let me know that the watchers were fallen angels. They, they were fallen angels. And the watchers originally, they were assigned to look over the humans, over mankind. And uh, prior to the flood, that, that was their assignment. But it was some interesting things about them because there were several ones that were noted, especially about the teachings uh, that they had taught mankind, which was an abomination or detestable uh, unto the Lord. Now, let's go to Genesis chapter number 6. And we're going to look at verse number 1. Verse number 1. Now, you have to remember that their original assignment, the watchers, before the fall, their assignment was to look over mankind. They was to watch over mankind. Now, in Genesis chapter number 6, beginning at verse number 1, are you there? It says, And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them. It says that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Verse 3, it goes on to say, it says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Look at verse number 4. It says, There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, that after that refers to the flood. When the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. See, what happened was the, 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 the watchers, they began to look at the daughters of men. And see, when they began to look at them, they realized and they recognized how beautiful they were. The Bible goes on in Genesis chapter 6 and says they took them for wives. They, they took them, okay? They, 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 they began to, to, to interact or they began, began to uh, sexually, okay, become involved with the daughters of the sons of men. And something hit me. It, it hit me. And, and the, I wrote it down. The Lord says, when, there's a, when there was a union between the sons of God, because that's what happened in chapter number 6, and the daughters of men, he said, it produced giants. When there was a union between those watchers that, that had fallen, uh, 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 when they became involved with the daughters of men, something literally happened. They produced giants. Their offsprings were giants. Their offsprings were giants. And then the Lord gave me this. He says, anytime you, you bring two things together that's, that's not of God, what happened was there was a change of the genetic structure of mankind. There was a change because they produced giants. You're talking about watchers, the fallen angels, involved with, with the doors of men, 
and it changed the genetic makeup, and it, the offsprings became giants, okay? The offsprings became giants. And I began to wonder, what are we putting in our bodies that's changing the genetic makeup of God on the inside of us? If things like that happen then, what about right now? What are we, we allowing to be put in our bodies that literally changes the genetic makeup of mankind? See, we got to think outside the box. We, we, we have to get to know and understand what the Scripture says, and we've got to go a little bit deeper. We've got to go deeper. As Minister Small said on last week about researching and digging, I mean, and when, as I am speaking through the Holy Spirit, God will give you two revelations on what is being spoken. Amen. God will do that. Because as he spoke about uh, uh, coming into uh, uh, the gates, uh, about praises and, and coming to the gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praises, my mind was ticking while he was speaking. And I remember the scripture that talked about, oh, ye gates, lift up your heads. I mean, we are that gate. The Holy Spirit said, you are that, you are that gate. You know, you got the, that praise is within you. You are the gate. So as, as the Holy Spirit is allowing me to speak about the watchers, God himself will begin to give you a revelation. Okay? Now, let's go now. Let's, let's go to the book of Jude. The book of Jude is the book right before Revelations. The book of Jude. It only has one chapter. We're talking about the watchers. We're talking about these watchers that, 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 that interacted with the daughters of men during that time before, and they produced those offsprings called giants, and there was a genetic change within the mankind because they produced giants. That wasn't normal. Now, in the book of Jude, chapter number 1, looking at verse number 6, it says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left thy own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains unto darkness, unto the judgment of that great day. See, they were, they, they, they were so uh, uh, diabolical. They, they were at such a degree that God had to lock those angels up. He had to lock those watchers up. He had to put them in chains. Why did God have to do that? Why did God have to do that? When you go back to the book of Enos and and the Apocrypha, when you go there, in the first 36 chapters, it tells you all the things that had been introduced to mankind. Everything that was introduced to mankind. Now, creative art was introduced to mankind, okay? The, The knowledge... Uh, uh, relating to science and technology was introduced to mankind. Agriculture was introduced to mankind. And women, we're really going to mess up here. Even cosmetics, how to beautify yourself. They were introduced by those watchers, those those fallen angels. See, they began to teach uh, man, they began to teach mankind selective knowledge. That they did not know before. Okay? Not only that, 
But medicine, they begin to teach them about medicine, astrology, astronomy as well, witchcraft, begin to teach them how to war, how to make different, the, the knives and the swords. They taught them all that, and they taught them witchcraft. They even taught them sexual sins. Hmm. Even taught them about roots. You know when they speak, you know how an old folk in those days, they said somebody didn't put a root on you. you, know, you Am I the only one that old that remember back in the day they told me they're going to put some roots on you and, and your mama and your mama and your daddy go sprinkle some black pepper at the dough. Y'all, y'all, anybody remember that? I do. See, all these things came from these watchers. They, they, were, they were fallen, fallen angels. They was to such a degree so bad they had to be locked up. They was teaching sorcery. And you would be a ma- ma- magic. And for y'all horoscope readers, that came from the fallen watchers, the fallen angels. You know how you, I'm a Libra, I'm a, uh, 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 these different things, the names it gives for your birthday. Y'all, y'all, I'm a Gemini and all that stuff, the horoscope. See, that came from the fallen watchers, and that was taught to mankind from those fallen angels. See, that was knowledge that we were not supposed to have. Okay, now, the watches. All right, now, let's go to Second Peter. Second Peter, chapter number 2. Just going to walk through the scriptures and teach us a little bit about the watches. Because we've got to understand what's really happening. And y'all also remember when you, you drive by some of these houses and they've got this, the, the sign out there where they want you to come in and fortune telling to tell your, your, they want to read your palm, the palm readers. All that came from those watchers. All that. See, we, some of us may want, want to run up there and do that. We're going to get them to go read. You better stay out of those places. <laughs> Amen. All the only person you want to read your, 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 li- your life story is, is God. And it's already been written out. Okay? It's already been written out. It's already been destined. Okay? Now, Second Peter chapter number 2. Second Peter, chapter number two. Okay, now Second Peter, chapter number two, uh, and verse number four says, "For if God spared not the angels that what did the angels do? That sin. I, I'm sure they've got it up, right? Amen. Amen. I trust you. Amen. It says, "For if God spared not the angels that sin." But cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. See, I mean, what they did was just, just, just upset God so much. God said, I can't lose them. They, they got to be locked up. Because if they introduce mankind to all those things, what more you think they will introduce that we don't know? Technology did not just start here in the past few years. Technology has been around a long time. It was introduced by the watchers, okay? Now, let's go to uh, the book of Deuteronomy. I'll walk through this. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 18. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 18. We just want to lay some groundwork. Deuteronomy, chapter Number 18. 
That's why God gives us specifics what to do and what not to do because God already knows what has already happened. Amen. Now, verse number 9 in Deuteronomy chapter number 18, the word of God says this. God is speaking. He says, when thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. Verse 10 says, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that uses divination or a, an observer of times or an enchanter or a, or a witch. Do y'all know we still got witches around? You, you go up in North Carolina, you can find them everywhere. I mean, I, I, I remember the God, Holy Spirit bringing this back to my remembrance. Dr. Manning was out and I were at this church up in North Carolina. And uh, this lady came to this other lady, and he observed, and, and they had taken some hair from somebody. And they was passing it on to this other person so they could catch a spell on them. Okay? So they had a lot of that stuff going on up in the mountains. Okay? And you'll find it here as well. Okay? So that's why you've got to be careful who you deal with. You've got to be very careful who you are dealing with. Amen? And when they want to produce sorcery and, and tell you about your future and all, God has already wrote out your future. You don't need no man to read your palm. Look at some lines in your hand and tell you what's going to happen. How long you going to die? Who you going to marry? What's going to happen? How you want to deal with other folks? You don't need that. Amen? But that happens. That happens, okay? And so God says, now, when you, when you encounter now, he said, you don't need no enchanter or a witch. Now, and verse 11 says, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a, a wizard. He said, you don't need none of that because it's an abomination to God. And not only that, it was that secret knowledge that was practiced by those fallen angels that are called watchers. Remember, before they, they failed, they were sent here to watch over mankind, but they got caught up looking at the, the daughters of men. You remember the movie Noah? And many people begin to think about, okay, some of that stuff in there is not real. You remember seeing those big old rock-looking men, those things? See, in actuality, they literally was... What they were sending forth, they were those watchers. See, those were watchers. See, my son-in-law always says this. Minister Adams always says this. He said, when you, when, you, when you go to the movies, he says something about Hollywood, they begin to tell you stuff or put things that's way in the future, but yet they're trying to reveal some secret knowledge or truths to us. We just don't, we just don't get it. But, but you've got to be attentive to what the Holy Spirit is revealing. Because, see, it's revealing a whole lot of things. And so then I said, okay, God, I know you told me, you, you dropped it in my spirit about the watchers, okay? I said, now where do I go from here? Because you have established who they are, what they did, and how they have brought forth all this diff, these different things that have been introduced to mankind that we really didn't realize. And we just think it's just something normal. But it's not just something normal. 
It is something that was given to mankind. And, and, and when it was given to mankind, we still carry on some of those practices today, especially the old people. Amen. Sometimes we carry on some of those practices. And if you're not careful, people would introduce you to that, and next thing you know, you'll think it's right. Now, let's go to the original book that, that's what God gave me when I wrestled. Daniel chapter number 4. The book of Daniel. We're going to the book of Daniel chapter number 4. We're talking about the watchers. The watchers. Daniel chapter number 4. Daniel chapter number 4. We're going to begin reading at verse number 1. And, and, and I'm sure this seems to be a familiar story, but once you understand what is transpiring, you'll, understand, you'll, get, uh, you'll have a greater enlightenment and an understanding of what is trying to be revealed. Now, verse 1 says, in Daniel chapter 4, it says, Nebuchadnezzar, the king unto all people, nations and languages that dwelled in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. And verse number two says, now Nebuchadnezzar is speaking. He says, I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God had walked toward me. How great are his signs, verse three, and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. Verse 4 says, And I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at rest in mine own house and flourishing in my palace. Let's stop here. It's not like Nebuchadnezzar did not know God. We present it as if he doesn't know God. But here he is talking and he's saying about the, the signs and the wonders of God and how his dominion is an everlasting kingdom. He, right here, he knows God. Somehow, sometimes when we know God, sometimes we can get so prideful and high-minded, we forget who is, who is the person that rules over us. Amen? Sometimes we forget. Here he is. The Bible says he was flourishing. He was, he was flourishing in his palace. There was nothing that he did not need because the hand of God was upon him. Now, let's continue. Verse number five says, now watch what happens uh, in verse number five, because he talks about how he's flourishing in his palace. Verse number five says, I saw a dream which made me afraid, and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. That which he saw, the vision, the dream, it literally troubled him because he was at a state where he was comfortable. The Bible says he was at rest. So what happens here, his rest is interrupted. God began to reveal, and he's about to interrupt his rest. Okay? You know, sometimes some people think they've really got it going on and they're comfortable. But the Holy Spirit said God is saying, I'm going to interrupt your rest. Because your rest is not a true rest. Hmm. And then he says in verse in verse number six, he says, Therefore made I a decree 
to bring in all the wise men of Babylon before me, that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the dream. Now, let's pause right there. Now, you would have thought he would have learned. Prior to this, he had also had another dream about a golden image. It was revealed to him. No other soothsayers and all that, they could not reveal to him what his dream meant. Or, in fact, he couldn't even remember his dream himself. But he wanted to kill all those wise men because they could not tell him the dream that he had. Now, that's kind of crazy. I'm going to have a dream I can't remember, but I'm going to expect you to interpret my dream that I can't remember. But, but they called in Daniel, and, and he began to interpret. He lets them know. He said, the secrets belong to God. And the next thing he tells him that all those wise men that he had called in, he said, they can't reveal it to you anyway. So in other words, all those suit sales and all them palm readers and all that stuff people go to, they can't read. I don't know who this is for, but, but they can't reveal nothing to you anyway. They can't reveal anything to you. Now watch verse number 7 in Daniel chapter number 4. It says, Then came in the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And I told the dream before them, but they did not make known unto me the interpretation. See, they, they called in the offsprings of these, wa- these, these watchers because, see, look who they called. See, the watchers was the one that taught man, kind, all these different things. He, he called in the magicians. He called in the astrologers. He called in the soothsayers. He called on the, in the things that was taught by man. Uh, by the watchers, those fallen watchers, to interpret. Now, you can't call the devil in to tell you nothing about your life. And that's, that's what that was. He had called in Satan himself and wanted Satan to tell him about his life, about the dream he had had. He wanted, he wanted an interpretation. See, some of us go to and get the wrong counsel. You got to be careful who you get your counsel from. Because, see, everybody that gives you counsel, that does not mean that they are connected with God. You have to be careful on who you get counsel from. Well, we'll say, well, you know, the Bible says, you know, we, we need to get counsel. We need to get, you better make sure that counsel is right. You make sure that person is connected with God. Amen. Now, he, he, he's calling all these people in. He's calling in. He's calling them in. All right. Now, the suit says, even in the New Testament, they were talking about the, the, the soothsayers and, and, and how they were deceiving people. We've got soothsayers. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. We've got soothsayers in the pulpit. we got palm readers in the pulpit. Amen. They're going to tell you all about your life. They're going to tell you what, you're gonna, what you need to do. But it's not from God. Huh. It, 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 it's, not from, it's not from the Lord. It's not from the Lord. Now, dropping down to verse number 10. Now, he, you remember now, he's asking for interpretation. See, that's why you have to be careful who you get, uh, as I said, counsel from and who will tell you what. When we, before we go to verse 10, and I, share, I shared this um, on Wednesday. I encountered uh, someone 
And they began to ask me uh, if I had uh, heard or read this latest stuff. And it was talking about, uh, and they started trying to speak some Hebrew to me. I don't know what Hebrew sounds like. No way. They were trying to speak Hebrew. And, and, and when they finished, they said, I'm, uh, did you not know, this is what they said to me now. said, did you not know that Christ is returning in the year 2030. And I looked at them. It caught me off guard. And I said to them, I said, well, what you going to do with what's written in the book? That's why you, what you say, you got to, you got to study. Minister Tom teaches it all the time. You got to study the word of God. You got to know what's in the book. I said, well, what you going to do with the scripture that says no man knows the day nor the hour when the son of man is going to return? I went, oh, oh, no, they, man has been able to figure it out by, by the numbers and the alphabets of Hebrew. I said, well, they know more than what, Je- what, what the book said. I said, Jesus, it's in red writing that even Christ don't know. If Christ don't know who is the Son of God, how in the world is man going to know? And not only did he go there about Christ returning in the year 2030, he said next year... Next year, the rapture going to take place. Well, ain't no rapture in the book. Ain't no such thing as a rapture. He told next year the rapture going to take place. And I said, Lord, help me, Jesus. Let me get, let, 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 let me get away. They sent me a link for me, to, for me to study. I got no further than the first few things he was writing about them, the Hebrew alphabets. But all the rest of the stuff, I have no clue what the man said. This was a man supposedly was a prophet that's releasing all this information, false information. Be careful who you listen to. Everything that sounds good don't, and look good is not good. Now, we know, and I, I thank God for House of Destiny. I thank God for the teachings that House of Destiny gets. Because one thing that house, the, the Lord does in this house, he will take you to the book and show you in Scripture. And House of Destiny people are not stupid. You can't feed them anything. You can't give them anything. You can't give them cornflakes. They ain't going to receive it. They are not elementary people. They good. They've moved up. And most of them got more knowledge than the most pastors that stand behind the pulpit. Because they study and know the word of God. You can't give them anything. You can't teach them anything because they know better. They've been taught better and they know what the word of God says. That's above all. That's the most important thing. They know what the word says. And if I didn't know what the word says, that person could have influenced me. You see how important it is for you to know the word of God for yourself. Because everybody can influence somebody. One person has a circle of influence. Now, you think about how many more people that that person had told that to. Christ coming back in the year 2030. Come on, y'all. 2030? Jesus don't know it. What makes you think you can, you, can, you can decipher something from some numbers and alphabets and say this is when he's coming back. And this is when the rapture is going to take place. I immediately began to play. Lord, have mercy on them. Have mercy. Have Have mercy. Because they do need some mercy. They, they need some mercy. Now, let's get back to the scriptures. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, Daniel chapter number 4, verse 10. It says, Thus were the visions of mine head in my bed. I saw, 
And behold a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. The tree grew and was strong, and the height thereof reached into heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. And verse uh, number 12 says, it goes on to say in verse number 12, it says, The leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all. The beast of the field had shadow under it, and the fowls of the heavens dwelt in the above thereof, and all flesh was fed of it. Now, something we've got to understand. Let's come on down to verse number 13. It says, I saw, Nebuchadnezzar, he says, I saw in the vision of my head upon my bed, and behold, what did he see? A watcher. Verse number 13, Daniel chapter 4. In this vision, he sees how he was, it was a time and a season of prosperity in his life. That's why he was comfortable. That's why you got to be careful when God bless you. Because we'll get comfortable. Amen. We'll think we got it going on. But in, in, in the process, God will reveal just like he did to Nebuchadnezzar. He said, I saw in the vision of my head, Upon my bed, and behold, a watcher and a holy one came down from heaven. Now, this is a good watcher, okay? Remember, we have angels that stand before God, okay? We have angels that we can call to our beck and call, okay? Now, it goes on, he says, watch what the watcher watcher says to Nebuchadnezzar, verse 14. He goes on, and he says... He cried aloud and said thus. Hew means to cut down the tree, cut off his branches, shake off all of his leaves and scatter his fruit. Lest the beasts get away from under it and the fowls from its branches. In other words, it says strip it. Remember now, he was in a season of prosperity. He was comfortable. But the watcher sees something and The watcher says, strip it. Be careful, don't let God strip you. Because of what he sees. So he's stripped now. They say to cut it down. Hmm. Strip it. But watch 15. You know, God is a mercy for God. Verse 15 says, nevertheless, leave the trump, the stump. Nevertheless, leave the stump. I don't know why I said Trump. (laughs) Leave the stump of his roots in the earth, even with a uh, a band of iron and brass, in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts in the grass of the earth. Now, remember now, he's been cut down, right? There's some instructions by the watchers what to do. Now, I want us, and put it on the board, I want us to go to Job. Go to the book of Job, chapter number 14. The book of Job, chapter number 14. Is it up? The book of Job, chapter 14. Amen? Are we there? Looking at verse number 7. Remember, say it was cutting down a tree, right? That tree represented Nebuchadnezzar. Now, Going to Job. This is what Job says. For there is hope 
of a tree if it be cut down. Remember, it was cut down, but the stump was left, okay? That it will sprout again and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Let's go to verse number 8. Let's go to the next verse. Amen? It says, though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stalk thereof die in the ground, even though it may appear that there's no hope for you and that you're dead, watch verse number 9. This is where you get to understand, no matter how low you may, you get, if, if the verse number 9 comes in your life, you'll come alive again. Verse number 9 says, yet through the sin of what? The sin of water, it will bud and bring forth bug like a plant. In other words, it's going to sprout again. At the moment, it smells water. When a tree, when that, that stump is left, at the very moment it smells water, it's going to come alive again. I say this to you. I, I say this, and I hear the Holy Spirit say, right now it looks like the church has been, the body of Christ has been cut down. Nothing seems to be going on with church now. The gathering together, okay, because you are the church. It's, it's, it's like everything is silent. That means they're not gathering together. They're, they're not uh, digging and being hungry for the word of God. But after a while, they're going to smell. See, the enemy thinks he's got his foot on the body of Christ. But after a while, the body of Christ is going to smell water again. It's going to get hungry again. It's going to get the scent of water. They're going to they come alive again. The body of Christ is going to take over. See, right now, it appears that we're going under. It appears. Especially when, when they say everything can be open at 100%, but the body of Christ is still to the point where they can only have a certain amount of folk there. Now, what's wrong with that picture? If you can go to the bar 100%, you can go to the restaurant 100%, but you can't go to the church 100%. And that's nothing but the devil. It's trying to silence the church. But the church is going to smell the water again. It's going to come alive again. The body of Christ is going to come alive again. It's going to rise up again. And when you rise up, that remnant, oh, my God. That army, oh, my God. They're going to begin to march, and they're going to put the devil in his place. See, but, 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 where is God in this? Because, you see, Nebuchadnezzar had gotten prideful. The body of Christ has gotten prideful. And what God has to do in every individual's life, he has to bring us to a point where we have to be humbled and only God knows how to humble us. Only the master knows how to humble us. Now, going to verse number, oh Lord, help me. Verse number 16. Okay, we talked about that trunk, the stump. Mm. Nevertheless, leave the stump. Okay, it's going to come alive again. Verse 16 says, but watch what happens here. 16 says, let his heart be changed from man's and let a beast's heart 
be given unto him and let seven times pass over him. 17 says, this matter is by the decree of who? The watchers. And the demand by the word of the Holy One to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomever he will and setteth up over it the basis of men. In other words, right here he says when he, he's going to change uh, the heart of man to a heart of a beast. It means that God going to turn you over to a reprobate mind. And I said, okay, God, reprobate, reprobate. He's going to turn me over to a reprobate mind. I said, and I, I, I kept pondering on that thing. I kept pondering. Reprobate mind. He said, you know what that means, Brandon? I said, what, Lord? God says, I'm going to reject you. The word reprobate there, reprobate, it means the rejection of God. See, when God rejects us and turns us over to our animalistic state, that beast state, oh, my God. He'll turn us over to ourselves. Watch what happens now when God rejects us and turns us over to ourselves. We're hastening along. Watch what happens. Dropping down, Daniel chapter 4, verse number 24. See, the problem with man is he, he has forgotten who the kingdom belongs to. See, man thinks he owns everything. But the last time I checked, it said, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to God. But man thinks he's in control. You better watch him. You better watch man. You got to watch him. Is it not interesting? And I'm going to go here. I don't know where I'm going here. To somebody. Might be in TV land. I don't know. Somebody. Is it not interesting when, when, when the coronavirus start coming out? And they said, it's going to only affect old people, a certain age, right? You don't have to worry about the young folk. You don't have to worry about them. They'll be all right. How is it now, all of a sudden, that whole thing has changed, and now supposedly it's affecting the young people? It's the young people that's being hospitalized. What's up with that? Think, 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 turn on the think tank. That secret knowledge, things that man has been taught to do, you better learn to think. Now, they want to vaccinate the children. But yet before they said, it wasn't going to affect them. Either it is or it's not. This gentleman said to me the other day, he said, evil is nothing except the absence of truth. Evil is nothing except the absence of truth. I thought about that thing for a minute. And it is. When, when, when there's absence of truth, means absence of Jesus Christ, because now nobody wants Jesus, what do you have? Nothing but evil. It's the absence of Jesus Christ in, in the midst of what's going on. People don't want God anymore. 
They, they do not want to live holy anymore. They do not want the goodness of Jesus anymore. So that all the evil that we see, it's not about race against race. It's about the absence of truth, the absence of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. It's about the absence. Now, verse number 24 in Daniel chapter number 4. All right, verse 24 says this. Now, remember when God turned you over, you reprobate, okay? He rejects. He says now in verse 24, he says, This is interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which is come upon my Lord the king, hmm. that they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. That beast is you. When you got the absence of truth, when you got Christ absent from you. All right? He says, and they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee till, watch this, till thy know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomever he will. See, man done forgot who God is. They totally forgot who God is. Got to wake up. Verse 26 says, And whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be made, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee after, in other words, you're going to get it after, after that thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. We have forgotten who rules. Why you think we're going through what we're going through? We have forgotten who rules. We think man rules. Man don't rule nothing. But he says it's going to come back to you when you understand that the, that the heavens do rule. Verse 27 says, Wherefore, king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. Now, then you're saying, so you need to listen to me. That's why I say you need to be careful about who you listen to. Watch what his counsel is. His counsel is this. He says, and break off thy what? Sins. And how do you break off your sins? By righteousness. See, you can't break off your sins with nothing else. The only way you can break your sins is by righteousness. <laughs> And then he says, and thy sins by showing mercy to the poor. Now, you've got to have some mercy. Some of us don't want to have mercy on nobody. We want mercy, but we don't want to show no mercy. <laughs> so, so those are the things he says now. He said, now, you've got to break the sins all by righteousness. You've got to show mercy. And then it says, if it may be a lengthening of thy tranquility. Now, look what he says now and I think we need to look at verse number 29 I'm not sure if I even gave him 20, yeah, 29 watch this he gets the instructions what he needs to do Christ gives us the instruction through the word of God which is God's mind on paper this book right here Okay. 29 says at the end of 12 months in other words prior to this he gives mankind a space to repent. He gets a space to repent. 29 says, at the end of 12 months, watch what he does. 
he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake, verse 30, and said, Is not this great Babylon that who built? I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my message. In other words, instead of him repenting, he got more boastful, more prideful. After 12 months, it's okay, God, 12 months, the number 12, the divine purpose of God. See, it's God's will that all repent. It's God's will that all come to a place of repentance. It's not his will for any should perish, but all come to repentance. He gives him the opportunity to repent, but he doesn't repent. He steps out and says, I did this, I did this, and I did this is my kingdom. Oh, he did all that. Still hadn't learned. Still hadn't learned. Body still Christ has still had to go do some things. Still had because they hadn't learned. Now, he says this. Verse 31. Look at this 31. It says, While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee. When you look at verse number 32, it begins to talk about how he's driven out. He's driven out. Because he needs to know something. Now, to hasten along, we're going to look at verse number 34. And 34, after God has given us a beat down, because some, some, some of us really need a beat down. Amen? <laughs> some of us really need a beat down. So some of us have to go through more, more than others because we're just hard-headed. And so verse 34 says this. And at the end of the days, watch what happens when, 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 when you get enough of your beat down from the Lord. 34 says, and at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, what did he do? He lifted up mine eyes unto where? To heaven. Huh. And, and mine understanding returned unto me. Until we acknowledge that God is God, we lift our heads, we lift ourselves up before the Lord, that's when our understanding is going to come back. Our understanding won't come back until we acknowledge who he is. He will continue that beat down because he chastises his children, those that he loved. But, but Nebuchadnezzar, at this point, he had had enough. At this point, he said, I lifted up mine eyes, it's 34, unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me. And I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. He came to an understanding who God was. The body of Christ has to come to an understanding who God is. And he's the one that rules from the heavens and not us. See, we think we rule some. We don't rule nothing. And look at verse number 36. 36 says, And the same time my reason returned unto me, and for the glory of my kingdom, mine honor and brightness returned. I can't even begin to imagine what he looked like. He says, My honor come back, my glow, my brightness came returned unto me. He said, My counselors and my lords, they sought unto me. In other words, the godly counsel came unto him. Hmm. 
Then he says, and I was established in my kingdom, and and an excellent majesty was added to me. Out of all that he had gone through, when he acknowledged who God was, then that the spirit of excellency came back to him and said it was added unto him. And look at the last verse, verse 37. Then he says, now, now. Somebody say now. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. See, the body of Christ, they're not honoring God anymore. They don't praise him anymore. He says, all whose works are truth and his ways are judgment. And then he says, and those that walk in what? And pride. He is able to abase. In other words, to those that walk in pride, he's able to bring them low. He's able to bring them down when you're walking in pride. See, that's why God said we need to understand about these watchers. What you, they introduce man to something. And when you, when you get introduced to something that's wrong and you pass it on from generation to generation, and it's still, those practices are still going on now, you've got to remember, if you're prideful, God's going to bring it down. And see, that decree came for the watchers. That's why we had to be careful because we have watchers now that's watching everything that we do. And at any given moment, God said, go, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, that one there, that one, do this. Until he breaks that spirit of pride. We got angels, y'all. We got watchers. We talked about on Wednesday about the books are open and the book of life. All our works are written in it. Everything we're doing, right and wrong, is in it. And we'll be judged from those books. Let's be careful. We got watchers. We got watchers. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Praise God.